Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. The show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high, you'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude, fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise, it's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Father Brian McWeeny, his friends, his family, his congregation. And we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends, our family, and loyal listeners around the world. Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one radio show. You might be wondering why this is so. Memorable quotes, life lessons, and so much more. The Coach's Corner will make you soar. All outstanding guests that we love to feature, you will find this show to be the best teacher. Great authors like Ted Siuba and Bernie Siegel, awesome leaders that soar like an ego. Beverly Nadler with Here's to Your Health, home business opportunities to increase your wealth. Kurt's impersonation and improvisation add to the show's transformation, broadcasting live across America and around the globe with timely topics and issues to probe. The chat room is always fun. We see your comments and appreciate each one. Want to change your life? Change your approach. And hire me, Coach Joyce, to be your life coach. Welcome to the show today. A very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Delighted you're joining us. Christmas to our listeners of all faiths all around the world. 
together we celebrate this, the most wonderful time of the year. And, folks, you don't have to be Christian. Thank you, Father Brian, for making the time and probably one of your busiest, if not the busiest, time of the year. We are humbled and excited and really happy that you're with us today. Well, thank you for the invitation, uh, Joyce. It's always good to be with you and, uh, and your listeners. And on right on this very day of tremendous celebration around the world, where do you want to start? Take us wherever you want and lead us into this extraordinary holiday. Well, one of the things that you just said is so true. This is the start of Christmas for us. Uh, you would think it was uh, the day after Halloween uh, with the music <laughs> and with the uh, the, the displays and everything like that. But for uh, the Christian community, uh, December 25th marks the first part of Christmas. And we celebrate the great joy of God coming among us and being one with us and, and taking upon himself the sufferings uh, as well as the joys of humanity. And then we progress uh, for 12 days particularly. That's why the, the song is so popular, as you know, the 12 days of Christmas. And we end with the epiphany. That was the appearance of the three magi. Now, who they were, we don't know. Some call them astrologers. Others call them wise men, sages of the community. Uh, others, astronomers uh, who study the skies all the time. So uh, that would be the conclusion of uh, Christmas proper. But it's your wish is, and mine is always, that we keep that Christmas spirit going throughout the year. Not only going, but really people feel it in their heart and their soul like I do. I, 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 as I said, I watch the Christmas movies all year round. I listen to the music all year round. It, it's just wonderful and the spirit and the secret santas and all the good things the random acts of kindness that go along with it i'd like to see it every single day christmas oh, in the air and that's one of the things when you talk about uh, uh, movies and other uh, public uh, programs uh, one of the things that i love uh, besides internet radio is um, what we call Sirius Radio. And Sirius has various programs. And what they do, they have one station called Radio Classics. And around this time, Joyce, they put on shows of Christmas. And you'll have the Jack Benny Christmas show. Now, you know and I know Jack Benny was not Catholic. He was not Christian. He was a, a Jewish leader. Uh, of his time, but he had no problem with wishing his listeners Merry Christmas. And I think that today people are so sensitive, well, I don't know if this person is, is Christian or, or Jewish or whatever. Uh, the Cardinal uh, always uh, reaches out to our Jewish community and uh, personally writes to many of the rabbis about Hanukkah. And uh, I have been privileged many times to be at various Hanukkah parties 
In fact, uh, the Cardinal sometimes says, wherever there's a party, McQueenie is probably around. <laughs> and that's because of, of our dear friend, our mutual friend, uh, Joe Potasnik. Uh, Rabbi Potasnik will call me up and say, hey, we're going to AJC or uh, we're going to go to the ADL or something else or one of the homes of one of the wonderful people that lives in New York. And... Uh, we had a very special thing today, uh, this year. Uh, Joyce, maybe your listeners would be interested. Um, we went to, to a, <coughs> a Hanukkah uh, celebration with the um, Council General, and um, there we honored uh, the rabbi of Tree of Life and four police officers who uh, participated in the taking down of that uh, dreadful man who killed uh, 11 people uh, at in Pittsburgh, as you remember. Yes, and, of course. And, but the greatest violence to that kind of philosophy was not just the shooting of the person, but the violence of that uh, day was covered over by the fact that all of us were gathering together for this beautiful celebration of Hanukkah, Christians, Jews, Muslims. Uh, In fact, I needed a a ride from one party to another, and my dear friend, uh, Officer uh, Mohammed Amen, who is a, a Muslim police officer for the NYPD, he took me around to each of the parties and each of the celebrations. Uh, there are so many wonderful things going on in our country that never reach the press. We always hear about the violence. We hear about the the uh, anti-Semitism and all and that. And that's something that we have to attack. But also there are good people that are standing up and saying no to anti-Semitism. They're saying no uh, to violence. It's funny uh, you bring that up because yesterday's show was Rabbi Joe Potasnik with Rabbi Eric Greenberg, and that very same point was brought up that we are so inundated with breaking news, all bad, all all stuff that really gets our blood pressures going. Uh, Every minute's another thing breaking news. And they were citing some extraordinary things as well that you don't see in the papers, that you don't see on television. We need so much more of that stuff. Absolutely. And one of the things uh, I'm sure maybe Rabbi Potasnik uh, pushed it off to the side, but I would not. Uh, We had a wonderful celebration with the Church of Latter-day Saints, uh, and they honored uh, Rabbi Potasnik for his years of community service, for his years of seeking to build bridges in the community. There were over 400 people present there uh, recognizing what a good man Rabbi is. You know, he, he builds upon his humanity with a strong uh, Jewish faith. Yes, he didn't talk about it. Rabbi Eric told us uh, 400, 500 people went, and it was a dinner. It wasn't just people sitting in an auditorium. It was a dinner. Yes, that's correct. It was extraordinary. 
The only thing that I have a problem with, and I guess I'll have to get used to it, I'd love to have a nice cup of coffee at the end of a meal. But the Latter-day Saints, they do not uh, use caffeine in any form. And so we had no coffee. (laughs) I understand. I like to have it at the beginning or with a meal. (laughs) Sometimes ending a meal, too. But I love my coffee as well. So that was extraordinary. Was Father Dolan there? Cardinal Dolan. Uh, He couldn't make it this year. He was honored about two years ago. And uh, so he loves when I get to go. And I always give him a full report. And uh, I think Joe gives him a report, too, because often the Cardinals say, oh, yeah, Joe's called me. <laughs> we have the a, rabbi talks have about him quite a bit. We have a relationship in New York. You know, we're all brothers. We really are. Brothers in faith. I love that when you introduced that term to me a while back about all of you. And, of course, the rabbi introduced me to you. And I always considered it an extremely extraordinary relationship that we have. You never turn me down for a show unless it's impossible to be there. But especially on Christmas, my God, I'm I'm really humbled that we we have you today. Well, I'm happy that my schedule worked out. It began last night uh, with the Cardinal. Uh, We had a beautiful Mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral that I'm sure many of your listeners might have seen on television or on the radio. And uh, then this morning, I came down to St. Patrick's Old Cathedral, uh, which uh, is, is in Little Italy in New York. And it's a beautiful church. It's 200 years old. And it's a uh, place of uh, great visitation. It's very historical. But uh, in the 1800s, around 1858, uh, Bishop Hughes decided that uh, this St. Patrick's was not large enough. And so he uh, decided to build a new cathedral up in the country which was country then, but now is 50th Street and 5th Avenue, probably one of the busiest thoroughfares in the country, or if not in the world. But uh, unfortunately, hatred uh, prevented that from being built as quickly because we began the Civil War, North versus South. So Bishop Hughes did not see the completion of the cathedral, Uh, That was left to uh, his successor, and uh, and it was finished in 1878. So we have two beautiful St. Patrick's cathedrals in New York. Both are worthy of a visit by uh, your listeners. And um, we have something that most churches don't have in the United States. We have in St. Patrick's Old Cathedral, we have catacombs. People are actually buried here. Uh, can you imagine being buried in the middle of Manhattan and uh, underground? And uh, it's very interesting. But also, um, I don't know if your listeners are aware of this or uh, others, but you, you talk about the music of Christmas. And we have, of course, Handel's Messiah is often uh, you know, done during this time of year. But we also have a little hymn 
that came about in a very strange way. It was in Germany, and uh, a pastor's nightmare occurred, and that is the organ broke down. They didn't know what to wow. do. Wow. So one of the people there uh, worked with the pastor, and they decided to write a little hymn for a guitar. And so uh, that was extraordinary that it would be a guitar a hymn. And that was 200 years ago uh, this Christmas, because it broke down on Christmas Day. And um, we now have Silent Night. And Silent Night was a answer to a crisis where the organ was broken. What a great story. That's one of my favorites, Silent Night. You just gave me the background behind it. Yeah, wow. It's the favorite of many, many people. And as you say uh, so often, you don't have to be Christian uh, to love that gentle, beautiful melody. Absolutely. Yeah, that is one of my favorites. What an interesting way it came to be. Uh, when I talk about the music, there's just so much in Christmas. That, as I said, it's, it's all year round for me. And one of the things as a video that I watch, it's a very happy Yule, Y-U-L-E, log. And it's three hours of music. I just play it again and again. No commercials, no interruptions, and all you're going to see is a burning fireplace, all the Christmas decorations in the room, and a cat and dog playing with each other during the whole time. Cats playing with another cat, dog with a dog, or the animals together. If you love animals, <laughs> if you love Christmas, the decorations, I just it is so soothing and comforting, a very happy Yule log. And as I say, I watch that all year round. I'm an animal lover, but it's the fun of the animals together and that music is extraordinary. Well I hope it I hope it's enjoyed by Santa and his elves because uh sometimes when things get close towards the end and they're trying to put again Again, Barbie houses and railroad trains and other toys that require uh, construction uh, tempers sometimes flare. So they probably need that soothing Christmas music to assist them. While we're on the topic of what I'm recommending, let me just take a few minutes of my absolute favorite things that people might want to check out. Uh, for one, Santa has a website. Did you know that? SantaRules.com. SantaRules.com. And you click on Naughty or Nice and put your name in. You find out what list you're on and why. <laughs> you could put your friends there or your relatives there. It is just so fun. SantaRules.com. Then Santa has a hotline, 951-262-3062. You can leave a message to Santa to tell him what you want for Christmas. As you can see, I am very, very into the holidays. And uh, the largest Christmas store in the world that's open 
every day, um, all year round, is called Bronner's, B-R-O-N-N-E-R-S, Christmas Wonderland. It's the largest Christmas store in the world. You can order online or call 989-652-9931. When you look at that store online, it, it is just absolutely amazing. And the other thing I, I just want to share with all of you, my favorite interviews, I've been doing this show for eight years, but my all-time favorite of the eight years is my exclusive interview with Santa at the North Pole and um, my exclusive with Mrs. Santa at the North Pole and my exclusive when I have the two of them together. It's something I tell everyone, everything you wanted to know about Santa, it, it, you, you really believe it's Santa and Mrs. Santa. So uh, you can hear these shows just by going to our archives. Uh, on Friday, December 14, was the interview with both of them. And then on Monday, just with Santa. Tuesday, just with Mrs. Claus. And I tell you everything you want to know about Santa. It is so clever, the answers with all the kind of questions people would have, not just the children, but children of all ages. So I just wanted to share my favorite things. Well, you know, I would like to jump off on that uh, and say a couple of things about uh, Santa. Uh, first of all, um, if some parents are listening, they are now surrounded by Santa's gifts that has, he has brought to the children. Now, don't let the children know this, but... <laughs> My mother, Lord rest her, used to, after we were playing with all the toys for a while, a few days, carefully she made some toys disappear. And later on in the summer, we would go to her and say, we're bored. And she would bring out those same presents that Santa had bought us, that we had forgotten we even had. And so we had Christmas part two, like in the middle of July. And uh, that was my mother's wisdom, you know. Uh, She she was very good about that. But also, uh, when we look at at Santa, uh, for us as Christians, we know that Santa Claus, Uh, is a a shorter version of the word St. Nicholas. Yes. And and St. Nicholas was a follower of Jesus. He was a bishop. And one of the reasons that we connect Christmas with a man like St. Nicholas is that he was always concerned about the people. And so he would hear that a young girl wanted to get married but she had no dowry. So therefore, her chances of getting married would be very small because her family was very poor. And so without any attention brought to him at that point, he would leave a little uh, container of coins or if the shoes were outside, because sometimes people left their shoes outside the house, he would fill the shoes with coins so that they would have a dowry. So St. Nicholas, friend of Christ, friend of Jesus, friend of all of us, uh, 
he never hesitated uh, to reach out to help other people. And I think sometimes we forget that Santa is there to help us. And it disturbs me a great deal. I cannot tell you how much it disturbs me when people insist on telling uh, you know, other people or children especially, there is no Santa. Right, yes, I is. agree. Yes, there I is. agree. And I still believe in Santa, so they'll have to deal with me on that one. Well, I remember one time complaining when I was a young priest that when I was growing up, I never had a train set. And that Christmas, under the tree of the rectory, was a train set with my name on it. That is a true story. Wow. How did you manage to have it with your name on it? Santa Claus can do anything. (laughs) Yes, I should have known. Absolutely. Uh, It's just amazing because, as I said, I love all things Santa. I really, really do. And um, when I mentioned about Bronner's, I just want to give you a couple of facts. You can go to Bronner's, B-R-O-N-N-E-R-S dot com. More than 350 decorated Christmas trees are beautifully displayed in their sales room. Decorations and gifts from 70 nations can be found there. They carry over 150 styles of nutcrackers. Their artists personalized over 100,000 ornaments annually if all the lights set sold in one year at Bronner's was stretched out in a line they would span approximately 530 miles they were the first recipient of the worldwide Golden Santa Claus Award in February 86 at the Nuremberg International Toy Fair in Germany the annual award is presented for creativity and new ideas in at Christmas there are electric bill, get this, averages $1,250,000 per day. So they obviously are doing okay with a $1,250,000 per day electric bill. Their giant outdoor Santa Tower is 17 feet and the giant snowman is 15 feet tall. Folks, it's worth checking out that website. It is really worth it. And where they are located is in Frankenmuth. Uh, uh, Frankenmuth, where the heck is it? It's the uh, Bronis Christmas Wonderland. So, um, and of course, it's on Christmas Lane. Of course. Well, one of Frankenmuth the things is in Michigan, by the way. All right, go ahead, uh, Father. One, one of the things that's interesting about uh, the birth of Christ is um, he's the only child ever born who uh, didn't get gifts on his birthday. Never thought of it that way. You know, and, uh, and yet, uh, so it's important maybe uh, as a reminder of that to make sure that Uh, If we have received gifts, that we have given gifts to others, especially uh, those who might be doing without. Uh, uh, Coats for kids in the Northeast certainly is important. Uh, 
helping food banks. Uh, food banks have been running low a little bit in some of the areas uh, that we deal with. Uh, the church is doing a great deal, but it can't do everything it, without the support of uh, people of all faith experiences. I remember in Pleasant Valley where I lived uh, for three years as a pastor, uh, there was a, a food bank that was run at the Methodist Church, but by all of the faiths in the area. Everybody gave into the uh, food bank. And that, that to me is the spirit of Christmas that does what you what you suggested, uh, uh, Joyce, that we must keep that Christmas spirit alive throughout the year. The other thing is, Joyce, I, I'm sure down, I don't know where you are, uh, there's a number of nursing homes. Uh, I, I had some nursing homes up in uh, Dutchess County where I was. And we, the poor old people, they must have been going crazy by the end of Christmas because every Brownie group, every Boy Scout group, every young adult group, every choir would come in and sing Christmas carols and just very, very kind and generous people, you know, doing that. However, who visited them on April 25th or May 16th or September 5th? You know what I'm saying? Yes, of course. We should be visiting our seniors uh, much more during the year, not just at Christmas time. Because one and of the veterans, things, veterans and all the veterans, too, I want to add. Uh, in uh, all the veterans' hospitals, I mean, uh, with the uh, wars of Vietnam, uh, Korea, we still have veterans from Korea, uh, probably a few from World War II, but not as many, uh, and also um, Iran and Iraq and Kuwait and uh, there's been so many, uh, you know, uh, disagreements uh, worldwide that our, our soldiers have had to participate in. We must remember them. And, and you know, one thing I found out, uh, Joyce, about wheelchairs, you might not know this fact, that if a man is in need of a wheelchair or a woman who's a veteran, they get a wheelchair. That's good. What's yes. bad is, what is bad is they never get another one. In other words, if that one, you know, breaks down, somebody has to bring them one. Oh. So my friends in the Knights of Columbus, along with, believe it or not, Jerry Lewis's son, they go out and they purchase uh all kinds of uh, wheelchairs, boxes of wheelchairs, and they distributed them to veterans, both in the hospitals and at home. Because remember, the, there's veterans who are homebound, and they could Did I hear you say Jerry Lewis's son, the Jerry Lewis? The Jerry Lewis, yeah. Oh, because he was Lewis. one of my favorite people, yeah. Jerry Chris Lewis. Chris Lewis is the, uh, is the head of this... Uh, wheelchair, uh, com uh, wheel not wheelchair company, wheel wheelchair foundation. And he has been doing marvelous deeds 
all throughout the United States, but also uh, when Haiti had its terrible earthquake, uh, Chris was there with the Knights of Columbus distributing wheelchairs. And uh, But, you know, there are so many needs out there. We just have to open our eyes to see the needs of our brothers and sisters. And this Christmas time certainly should be a time of reflection on that. It should be a reflection on things that we want to give forgiveness, that we seek forgiveness, that what we're grateful for, gratitude, blessings. It's a time to really delve into the things that will make our world brighter and brighten up someone else's world. And, and folks, I want to share with you, if you're finding this show interesting and wonderful on your Christmas Day, we also advise you to listen to our shows every day, uh, five days a week live uh, from 11 to noon Eastern and 24-7 in our archives. We have each and every single show. And here in the words of our health guru, Beverly Nadler, is why you should be listening. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know and let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, folks, we do ask that you partner up with us in having that happen. Simply go to Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and friends.com. And on the upper left of the home page, right under my picture, it says follow. And simply by clicking on that, you'll know about every show, every guest, every topic. You need not miss any of them because they are all in our archives. 24-7, you can hear them, download them. If you go to the upper right in the search bar and put in Father Brian McWeeny, all his shows will come up. If you, you can either put in the guest or the topic, and that will come up. If you put in Christmas, you'll see our Christmas show. Father Brian McWeeny, all his extraordinary shows will come up. Let me just share a few of my favorite quotes because uh, I think they really make a point. Uh, this by Mrs. 
Paul M., the heir who thinks Santa Claus comes down through the chimney. He really enters through the heart. Bob Hope, the American film actor and comedian, says, My idea of Christmas, whether old-fashioned or modern, is very simple. Loving others. Come to think of it, why do we have to wait for Christmas to do that? Orrin Arnold said, Christmas gifts suggestions to your enemy, forgiveness, to an opponent, tolerance, to a friend, your heart, to a customer, service, to all charity, to every child, a good example, and to your self-respect. And one more by Agnes Parra, what is Christmas? It is tenderness for the past, courage for the present, hope for the future, a fervent wish that every cup may overflow with blessings, rich and eternal, and that every path may lead to peace. And I just want to share my acronym for faith, forwarding all issues to heaven, faith, forwarding all issues to heaven. So I have faith that this year will be a better year for one and all, and we do wish you many blessings, good health, joy, and happiness. Back to you, Father Brian. Well, I certainly uh, join in all the uh, uh, expressions that you've just uh, shared with us. One of the things, uh, there is a play called uh, Maine years ago. I believe yes. it was Maine. And there was a song, yes. We Need a Little Bit of Christmas. Yes. And uh, I think all of us need a little bit of Christmas and all that it means. Uh, for people of faith, uh, the Christian faith, it of course is a tremendous religious festival. It's a time of rejoicing in, in, in God's love for us, but also for all people. It's a time in which we seek out the light of true wisdom and hope that people will learn the lessons of the past, which have been at times so destructive and learn how to live better one with another. Yes, absolutely. And I, I want to repeat those shows again last week. They were all really uh, very important. December 19th, all in our archives, every day is a new beginning. It's a good time of the year to realize that every day is a new beginning. That by Dr. Cindy Collins. And the Santa interview on Monday, Mrs. Santa on Tuesday of last week, and on the prior Friday, December 14th, both of them together. They are truly fun and joyful. Uh, Father Brian, what are your favorite traditions? Oh, I just want to say one more thing. You said uh, around July kids get bored, so that whether it was your family, they took out the gifts. We also celebrate Christmas July 25th. Half the world celebrates it in July because uh, the, when it's at December that time, the sun is out. So Christmas is literally celebrated in that half of the world on July 25th, and we always do a Christmas show on July 25th as well, Christmas in July. So I just want to say that does exist. Well, that's lovely. That's lovely. But my mom... So what's uh, your favorite traditions? Well, there was a couple. Um, one, sadly, is not done anymore. Uh, my baby sister, who passed away last year, uh, she used to insist every year 
that she would put the Christ child into the crash, and because she was the baby that uh, she uh, would insist on that. She insisted on that uh, throughout her life, even when she became a married woman and a mother, she was still going to put the baby into the crash, and uh, that always caused us a great deal of, of joy, and now it brings us a great deal of joy of remembrance of her and her faith. Uh, I, I enjoy memories of when I was in grammar school, there was this girl in my class, Eileen O'Brien, and uh, Eileen and I would be taken out of class. I don't know why or how she was able to do this, and Mrs. O'Brien would take us to go down to the theater to see White Christmas. And that was and still is one of my favorite movies, but we used to go down to the Lowy's. And because movies years ago, uh, I'm sure you remember this, Joyce, they lasted longer. They might be in the theater. Yes. Uh, you know, a couple of years. Uh, we didn't have... DVDs or whatever. Yes. And I think that that unfortunately uh, has ruined movies for a lot of us because there was something of a social aspect of going to the movie theater on a Saturday or getting together. The mothers would get together, and, and I don't know, Joyce, if you remember this. I remember it as a kid that my mother used to go on dish night to the to the uh, movie theater, and all the women that would go there would get a dish, you know. So after six or seven weeks, they would have like a setting of six. Wow. You know, you know. That that doesn't ring a bell. But I have to comment on White Christmas. It was on TV all day yesterday <laughs> on oh, the I can Sundance imagine. Channel. I did have it on for hours. Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, I had it on for hours yesterday. They kept replaying it. What? Yes. And Rosemary They kept replaying it over and over. And now we see his her her nephew running around, uh, being a very great success. George Clooney. George Clooney, right? Absolutely, mega mega success. Oh, absolutely. So, yes. Yeah, so I just would appreciate every day being Christmas Day. I love the Secret Santas. Uh, I just heard a story about in Walmart, um, all the layaway were paid for anonymously. It amounted to maybe 225000 all of them. And it was anonymous, but someone leaked it out, and it was Tyler Perry. It was leaked out. He paid. Yeah. When they went to pick up their layaway things, it was all paid for. How awesome. Is it? I think it's awesome when you pay uh, for someone behind you in the takeout line, and they don't know it, and they go to pay, and it's already paid when you're in a drive-thru or something like that. Yeah. Anything that would bring a smile to someone's face in these really trying times. Those are the kind of things that you do remember. Well, as a priest, unfortunately or fortunately, I have had the experience many times of that, that people have, uh, like if I'm in line for a, a coffee or something, and, oh, Father, I have it, you know, and uh, 
it, it's you know it just shows the basic goodness of people, you know, and it's very very important, you know that that we reach out to one another and, and you know and uh, you know respect those people who are, are serving our community. You mentioned, and we must always mention our our veterans, and the sacrifices not only the veterans are making, Joyce, but the families. Yes. The families who are, you know, constantly praying for the safe return of their mothers or fathers or brothers or sisters. Uh, it, it's something that we uh, must care about. You talk about a um, tradition. Let me tell you, uh, it's interesting the job that I have uh, as a priest uh, in interreligious and, and ecumenical work because. For me, the example was given to me by my mom and dad. When uh, we were young, my dad was a bond bread salesman, sold bond bread throughout Brooklyn. And um, he had a good friend who he sold bread to. And that friend left Brooklyn and came to Inwood. And by coincidence, bought a candy store which was right in our apartment building. And so needless to say, the Myers, Lappins, uh, uh, we always used to call Mr. Meyer because those days you were never call an adult by their first name. But uh, uh -huh. Meyer Lappin and his wife and his two kids, uh, they would have the store open on Christmas Day, you know, until about 2 o'clock. And then they would come up and they would have Christmas dinner with us. And it's one of the precious memories that I have that we shared everything we had with uh, our good friends who were not of our faith, but who loved us and were present at my ordination. They came to the cathedral. They came to my first mass. Uh, and uh, God blessed me with, with wonderful neighbors. In our neighborhood, we were either Irish, Catholic, or Jewish. Uh, and uh, so we grew up in a very Jewish environment that, to me, has always been an asset uh, to life. Now I understand why you're the way you are. You started very, very young, interfaith uh, appreciation, very, very young. I know you do that now. That's who you are and what you do. But you grew up around that. Absolutely, with parents who would not tolerate any uh, nonsense about discrimination or, uh, you know, anti-Semitism or anything. Would, would, you know, uh, my sisters went to, uh, both went to Catholic schools. Uh, we used to kid Rosemary because she went to Mother Gabrini, so we called that Macaroni Hill. And uh, my other sister uh, went to the Academy of the Sacred Heart of Mary, and we used to call that Snob Hill. <laughs> but uh, yes. they, they would both bring home uh, youngsters uh, who might be uh, Chinese, they might be African-American, uh, they might be Italian. They, no, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Uh, there was always a place at the table for them, you know, and uh, that's the way we were brought up. 
And uh, I feel blessed that I lived in the environment that I lived. And, you know, as I've often said, the, the fruit of my vocation as a priest certainly was looking at my mom and dad as good Catholics. And good Catholics are not ones that go to church on Sunday. Good Catholics are those who take the lessons of Sunday Mass and act them out for the rest of the week. Mm. I love your stories, Father. They're really, really heartwarming. I just a couple of things, uh, a couple of more quotes that your stories reminded me of. This by Carol Nelson. Christmas is a time when you get homesick, even when you're home. Roy Smith, he who has not Christmas in his heart will never find it under a tree. And Burton Hills, the best of all gifts around any Christmas tree, the presence of a happy family all wrapped up in each other. And I say kudos to all of you who need no reminder, who practice random acts of kindness all year. I say make every day Christmas Day and know that the good you do for others is the good you do for yourself. Anyone who's a giver, anyone who cares for people knows the blessings that they get back in return and how good they feel as a result. That first quote that you gave, Joyce, we want to be home, yet we are still home, and yet... I know what that woman is saying. What she's saying is that you might be sitting in the same chair, but there are a number of people that are no longer sitting there. Yes, That have gone on, and the memory of the joy that each of them brought to that table uh, is irreplaceable. And, And so there is a sense of melancholy that sometimes enters in. But for people of faith who believe that life goes on, uh, that there is a re- eternity that God has in mind for all of us, uh, it's a great, great relief that one day we shall see our friends and family once again together. You know, I, I sometimes worry about that myself uh, with my mom and dad, particularly my mom. Uh, because she might have a lot to say about how I was a priest <laughs> after she yes. passed. <laughs> yes. Uh, and captured with what you just said about being homesick when you're home is a very short verse by Gertrude Tooley Buckingham. We look back on our childhood when we were all were so gay. There was nothing but pleasure every dear Christmas day. But as each one grows older and memories crowd round of all the joys in the past and we miss the dear sound of the voice of a loved one who is absent this year, then it's hard to recapture Christmas spirit and cheer. And I say we miss the voice speaking out loud, but we can always hear the voice loud and clear in our heart. Absolutely. Yeah, so, Father, as we, as we wrap up here, what message do you want to leave our audience? Well, it is my hope and prayer, as we are not only in Christmas, but we're also at the end of a year, that we will take the good spirits that we have 
this day and this season and make them the foundation of our new year, January 1st, 2019. And as we get older, and I'm 71 right now, I feel time is passing more quickly. And so if time is passing more quickly, there's an urgency for us to stop thinking about what we should do and do it. And when is your birthday? I'm June 30th. June 30, you were 71? I was 71. I'll be 72 next June 30th. (laughs) Next June 30th. Okay. And what prayer, I love when you end with a prayer for all of us, what prayer would you like to give to our audience? Well, I, I just would like to, in the silence of our hearts, to recognize the force that is pushing us towards joy, that's pushing us towards peace and a sense of justice in our world and encouraging us to take part in the blessings that we have received and to share those same blessings with others who are in need and especially to remember the good people with whom we live and the families that we have. All too often we are kinder to strangers than we are to our own family members. Our own family needs love. Our own family needs a hearing eye. And I pray that God will give us the wisdom to respect and to love those who are with us and never to forget those who have gone beyond us. That's beautiful, Father. Thank you for that. We are so grateful that you're on our show, that you're uh, making such a difference in the world. I want to bring the show to a close with my special prayer for all of you. May yesterday be the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories, and manifesting marvelous miracles. And, folks, we really appreciate our audience, our loyal listeners. And now we want to invite you to laugh along with Santa and sing along. <laughs> See, even Santa took time out for us to share that. (laughs) And as we close out the show, folks, feel free to sing along with these wonderful Christmas melodies.